Come in. Hey, Dad. What's wrong, bud? Well, you know, my friends and I are making a podcast right Yeah, okay. But we really want to reach a lot of people. And? We are really struggling to find the right platform to launch ours with. I know you and your friends decided to go with Anger.fm. Well, it is free. Yeah, I know. They have creation tools that let you record and edit your episodes right from your phone or computer. I know, but how did you get all those other places to put your show on? That's because Anchor.fm helps you easily distribute your podcast on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Spotify, and more. Wait, they do all that for you? For free? With no listener minimum? You can't go wrong with Anchor.fm. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Wow, thanks, Dad. Just make sure you go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello and welcome to the Wicked Things podcast. The story you are about to listen to is called Statler House Book 1 Anna. After a near-death experience changes a young orphan child's life forever, the benevolent Dr. Statler uses his bleeding-edge therapy to help her and other children at his group home return to a life of normalcy. This short story brings to life the challenges faced by trying to help one small group of children survive their common pasts. Rodney, nearly froze to death but watched as his sister was taken. Julie, almost successful in her final attempt to end her life but was plucked from the moment of death. Tyler, a teen substance abuser was saved by emergency room doctors after overdosing. Anna, a young orphan who narrowly survived her brush with death due to a house fire. John, felt the jaws of his uncle's feral dogs around his throat but was saved from death by paramedics. Emily, the only child who has never had a brush with death. What do all of the residents of the Stadler Group Home truly have in common? The answer will shock and terrify you. The paintings and furniture of the Stadler House's dining room does its best to conceal a dark and foreboding history. A wide, long, dark wooden dining table with place settings ready for eight guests. Resting near the center of the great dining table is a massive silver candelabra, bathing the room in a warm yellow glow. A sprawling dark wood china cabinet stands tall next to an ancient German grandfather clock. The walls of the dining room hold many pictures of different sizes with images of children and teens. The room fills with the smells of old world cooking. Maggie enters, carrying a tray filled with bratwurst, peas, and mashed potatoes. Bangers and mash, anyone? Maggie places the tray of sausages near the center of the table. Yes, please. Dr. Stadler sits at the head of the dining room table. Several children enter, sitting in their assigned spaces at the great table. Maggie leaves the room, re-entering the kitchen. Rodney leans in close to Dr. Stadler. I want to get a job. The delivery guy says they need a dishwasher. Dr. Stadler cuts him off. We can talk about you getting a job after tomorrow's group session. Rodney turns away from Dr. Stadler, with disappointment hanging heavy on his face. Rodney exhales and wears a look of contempt. But Doc, I... End of discussion, Dr. Stadler demands. Rodney huffs, flops back into his chair. He turns from the doctor to sulk facing the old world china hutch across the room from him. He mutters beneath his breath. Asshole. Dr. Stadler uses the stainless steel tongs to remove a sausage from the top of the pile of sausages. He passes the plate to his right to Rodney. He takes a sausage and passes the plate to Tyler, the joker of the group home. Dr. Stadler scoops out a small mound of mashed potatoes and places them next to the sausage on his plate. Ah, just like Mama used to make. Tyler plates himself a sausage and hands them to John. Rodney removes a scoop of mashed potatoes and gives them to Tyler. Dr. Stadler removes a large portion of peas and places the bowl in front of Rodney. 
John removes a sausage and wiggles it in front of Julie. Maggie's delicate brow furrows, scowling at John's childish actions. Do you want to lose another week's privileges? John rolls his eyes at her remark and shakes his head in resentment of her authority. He accepts his momentary defeat. Sorry, Julie. Julie and Emily sit quietly, watching the tension rise between Rodney and the doctor. Tyler and John make fun of Rodney, clucking like chickens and flapping their arms. Maggie glares at the troublesome duo at the foot of the great table. Tyler, John, I think we've heard just about enough out of the two of you. Tyler and John laugh at Rodney and the doctor. Julie and Emily shake their head and sigh, placing their cloth napkins across their laps. Anna enters the room. Emily pulls out the empty chair next to her. You can sit over here, next to me, Anna. John jabs Tyler with his elbow and points at Emily. Looks like Emily's got herself another girlfriend. Julie places a sausage on her plate. Emily and Anna split a sausage between themselves. Maggie sits next to Dr. Stadler. She looks at his near-empty plate. I'll make more next time. Dr. Stadler wipes his mouth, pointing his fork at Anna. Everyone, this is Anna. I expect you to get to know her. She will be with us here for a while. The room goes silent, and anticipation builds for Dr. Stadler's imminent declaration. Maggie interrupts him before he can begin. Be sure to introduce yourselves. Emily helps Anna into her chair and pushes it in. Can I go first? Tyler chuckles. Looks like love at first sight. John, Tyler, and Rodney burst into laughter. Dr. Stadler stares them down. That's about enough, don't you think? Why don't we give the others a chance to introduce themselves to her? Dr. Stadler motions for Emily to sit back down. Emily folds her arms across her chest and huffs. Dr. Stadler gestures for Julie to introduce herself. Julie takes a large draw from her glass of milk. She turns to face Anna, holding a look of contempt on her face. Her eyes dart to Emily and then back to Anna. Watch your things. Emily is the residential klepto. That is enough, Maggie scolds Julie's comment. Dr. Stadler's disapprovement weighs heavy on his furrowed brow at Julie. That's one day's loss of privileges. You're the one who wanted me to talk, Julie scoffs. Do you want to try for a second? Dr. Stadler nearly growls. Tyler points at Emily with his fork, a piece of sausage dangling from it. Stay out of my room. Tyler! Dr. Stadler growls his growl at Tyler, but his disappointment with the children is obvious. John grins devilishly. He told us to set boundaries. Telling the thief, Dr. Stadler seems a volcano ready to blow. I said you each need to learn your boundaries and set goals. Tyler shoves food into his mouth. Close enough, if you ask me. Dr. Stadler shakes, shame taking the place of his obvious disappointment in the children's actions and responses. John returns his attention to Anna and gestures to himself. I'm John. Welcome to the Stadler Nuthouse. Maggie bites her lips, trying not to scream at John, Tyler, and Rodney for their brazen disruptions. John sees Maggie and raises both hands in surrender. Julie waves to get Anna's attention and offers a false smile. Julie, I'm kind of the big sister around here. Rodney offers a half-hearted smile to Anna. Rodney, I'm the oldest of the inmates here. Dr. Stadler drops his fork onto his plate. His face turns red in response to his climaxing rage. Anna snickers at the high-strung doctor's reaction to the teenage boy's observation of the situation. Maggie leaves the table, storming into the kitchen. Dr. Stadler exhales as he gathers his utensils and napkin on his plate. 
The children follow suit, saying they may have pushed him too far this time. Maggie enters the room with a stack of stapled bundles of paper. She circles the table, handing each person a page. Dr. Stadler studies each child's reactions and says, I think we need to go over the house rules once more for each of you. Everyone but Anna groans, preparing for the nightly reading of the group home's rules aloud. Dr. Stadler stands, clearing his throat. I strictly enforce the rules here to keep everyone safe. Dr. Stadler stands and circles the table. He pauses next to Rodney, tapping him on the shoulder. Rodney lowers his head in submission to the words on the page. Number one, each day we have to attend our individual counseling sessions with Dr. Stadler. Dr. Stadler stops behind Tyler. Tyler exhales and continues the reading. Number two, do not insult one another as it is counterproductive to our therapy. Dr. Stadler pauses, looming behind John. John lowers his head in defeat. Number three, you will attend no less than one group session per week. Dr. Stadler steps next to Anna, but Maggie announces, We will skip you tonight, but be ready for tomorrow night's reading. Dr. Stadler continues to walk, stopping next behind Emily. Emily stares at John. Number four, everyone, that's everyone, John, has chores and must do them. Chores help us become productive and responsible members of society. Maggie grinds her teeth, glaring at Emily. Emily shrugs, returning to her act of innocence. Julie does not wait for Dr. Stadler and jumps right into the reading. Number five, everyone will help new guests feel welcomed. We are a mental health family. Dr. Stadler and Maggie examine the reactions of each child. The children mumble and groan about the unfair rules. Dr. Stadler stops behind Maggie and leans onto the back of her high wooden back chair. Maggie looks down to the table, making sure each child is paying close attention. Maggie takes a breath. Many of you will not like this, but we are enforcing the 72-hour lockdown as we have done with each of you upon arrival. I hope none of you made any plans as we have started the lockdown immediately. Maggie forces a smile through her growing irritation with the troubled children and their actions. So you have the run of the grounds, but each of you will be in your rooms by 9 o'clock. The children walk from the dining room in a shambling mass. Rodney, Tyler, and John towards the game room in the garage, Julie to the living room to claim her television time, and Emily pulls Anna behind her towards their rooms. Dr. Stadler stares at the floor in disbelief of the children's actions and words. Maggie lifts his head by the chin to meet her gaze. Are you sure it will work? Yes, they are perfect, and Anna has gone deeper than any one of the others. Dr. Stadler responds. Maggie scoffs, collecting the dishes. Good, because they're really getting under my skin. We need to finish up this study of yours and move on. Maggie walks into the kitchen, dishes in hand. Everything will work out, Dr. Stadler mutters to himself, rolling himself a cigarette. He lights the cigarette with a match, taking a long drag off the cigarette and whispers, It has to. Emily and Anna stop outside of their room. Emily opens the door and bows low, gesturing for Anna to enter the room before her. Madam? Anna enters and sits on her bed. Are dinners always that interesting? Emily laughs at Anna's naivete of the situation. No, they are normally a lot worse than that. Anna seems confused by Emily's statement. You guys hate each other that much? Emily scratches her head. Most families have their issues. We are definitely a family. 
Anna lays down on top of her bed. She folds her arms across her chest. Emily blurts out, I'm not a thief either. I never said you were. Who are you trying to convince, me or you? Anna asks coldly. Emily flops onto her bed and turns to face Anna. I never finished earlier. Well then, tell me about the others. With all the fighting, no one ever really said anything about themselves. Anna beams. Emily perks up and sits next to Anna on her bed. She glances around the room to ensure they are alone. Content, she leans in close to share stories and rumors with the group home's new girl. This has been the Wicked Things podcast presentation of Stadler House Book 1 Anna. Thank you for listening. And come back real soon.